Hey folks, welcome to Close the Deal, a podcast designed for you, our valued dealers. I'm Jake Watson, your moderator, SVP of marketing. We've also got Rich and Nish here with us today, fellas. Hello. Good day, everybody. My name is Richard Texer. I'm the Senior Vice President of Sales. Hey guys, Nish here, EVP Revenue. In our last episode, we spoke about our newly launched Great Canadian Dealer Showdown program. We're giving away $31,000 cash between the beginning of September and the end of December. Get your ballots in today for your chance to win. It's a program that is designed to put more money in your salespeople's pockets while generating more revenue for your business. So take advantage today. Today, we're going to talk about how to overcome the fear of rejection when closing sales. Rich, I'm just going to open it up to you. Like, where, where do we start on this one? I feel like you're our navigator. When I hear in general why salespeople have a fear of rejection, there's a couple of things that come into effect of that, right? So, you know, the first thing is, are you setting up your team to fail with a group of individuals that may or may not have, again, the skill set, the soft skill set that's going to, one, just have them do the role well. So, you know, I think first and foremost for leaders on this call, again, interview processes need to be thorough, ask for specific examples of sales strategies that they've done that will then suggest or identify to you whether or not they are fearful of rejection, you know, past performance, you know, have they, what's their, you know, their track record of hitting target. Then the next piece comes down to, or the three beliefs. Um, so one is going to be belief in company. Right. So as you're bringing individuals in new salespeople, one, you really want to establish the belief in the company, whether you're establishing a Fortune 500 company or, a, you know, an up and coming company that's relatively new. You need buy in of individuals to what that company is doing and where they're at, regardless of kind of where they are on the spectrum of, of, of a company and, and their size of revenue and what have you. The second belief is belief in the product. If the product has value, it has real value to your consumer, that's going to help a lot with building belief in the sales rep and what they're selling and overcome some of those challenges and concerns of fear. In other words, if I know what I'm selling has real value to you, yes, I'm going to get no's, but those no's are not going to impact me as much. Um, and then the third thing is belief in themselves, right? Belief in whether it's belief in themselves and their ability to hit whatever variable compensation methodology you have, belief in their ability to grow themselves both personally, professionally in your organization. So those are the things I cover. To me, there's a spectrum here, right? There's like debilitating fear where it's like, oh my God, I can't even go in. I don't want to go into the house. I'm so scared of being rejected. And then there's motivating fear, right? Where it's like, okay, like this is a sale. You know, this is how I put bread on the table. I need to know my stuff really, really well because I'm not going to walk into this house and waste my time. I need to walk into this house and walk out knowing that I'm putting bread on the table, right? So when I think about like somebody who's like, really personable, right? And like maybe green, maybe doesn't have a ton of experience and as a result has a higher propensity to be fearful, but may have all of the skills otherwise that you would want them to have. What do you suggest for those people? Like what I is think, it? Yeah. So I think if from a skill set and personality perspective, you feel this is the right candidate, then mm -hmm. you can train them on the rest of the stuff, like right. product, process how to go ahead and, you know, actually get the sale. Like you can teach people that, but the step one is like, one, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable in sales. Right. It's, it's, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. It's, it's going to happen every single time. Right. You have to overcome that fear. And the, the way you overcome it is by learning about your product to, to, you know, Rich's point, 
being comfortable in what you are trying to sell and how you are selling it, mm -hmm. right? Use all the tools that are given to you mm -hmm. by your company. Um, and, and I think those two in itself will take a person that is, you know, maybe doesn't have, has never done sales, but has the personality, has some of the skill set that can make them a good salesperson, mm -hmm. can get them there, right? right? And, 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 and it's, it's just that. It's as simple as that, unfortunately, right? Like I said, as long as you're good being uncomfortable, like that is the basis of sales. Yeah. It's, you're always going to be uncomfortable. We've heard all the cliches, right? Like you, there's more no's and yeses and how you segment the, you know, your, your consumer base, right? Moreover, you have to understand kind of some of the macro influences that impact people. And we've talked about this on previous podcasts, right? Like we are as a society and sorry, this is going to sound weird, but we are just, we are over inundated with buying signals or messages all day long, whether mm -hmm. billboards, radio yeah. ads, commercials, what it does is it, it conditions people to just start saying no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think we've all experienced this as sales reps where you've, you know, you've listened to your customer, you know, your pitch, you've practiced everything. And that person still says, no, there's yeah. this, you know, there's this apprehension, right? Because again, think of your consumers. No one wants to be sold. No one wants, because then you, you know, then you feel like, oh, I just got taken advantage of. I spent more than I wanted to. You feel like a sucker. You feel <laughs> like a sucker, absolutely. And so a lot of those things come down to in terms of how to overcome that fear. So one, yes, you said the bang on, right? Like being uncomfortable is something you need to get used to. And I think that's just a life lesson, right? If it's uncomfortable, kind of working out, if you don't work out uncomfortable, pushing yourself and motivating yourself to get up in the morning, especially with, you know, we're still dealing in this post COVID world where we can just work from home and it's easy just mm -hmm. to say, ah, you know, I'm not going to log in, what have you. So high level fear, understand who you're bringing in from leadership standpoint, understand that if you are not taking the time to really establish the beliefs in your company, again, the company itself, the product you're selling and the individual's ability to succeed in that, that's one half of the battle. And then understanding kind of what is happening out in the marketplace is another thing. It comes down to then the techniques and then the oversight of leadership to really help individuals identify what are they fearful of. And I'll tell you what the number one thing that there is a perception of fear that presents itself in all salespeople. And it's simply this. They are afraid to ask for the order. Yeah, it's ask for the sale. It's like it's asking for the sale. And it sounds so weird. Like it sounds it's like, well, if I presented this massive value proposition, won't they automatically just say, yes, that sounds maybe good. some. Well, most people know. Most people know you yeah. have to ask for that order. And there's different ways of doing it. It's not like, hey, do you want to buy it now? Like that's not the question, yeah. right? There's well, different ways of doing it. Exactly. It's it's recapping everything you went over. Yeah. So, you know, hey Nish, in our conversation here, you know, you've identified that these items were a concern of yours. And I believe I've addressed all those concerns for you. And then like th this is going to vary from company to company, right? Then you ask for the order. In some companies it's just putting pen to paper. Correct. And some companies are saying, okay, what's the next step? Who am I sending the contract to? There's various ways, like, like, various like what ways, we're but, saying, right? But, yes, but, but the essence there is you have for that to order. ask. Like yeah. it is the most critical part. Yeah. You've done all this hard work and you're at the, you know, at the one yard line and you're like, all right, I'm just going to walk off the field now. You can't do that. That's you have to go past the one yard line to score that touchdown. Yeah. Right. And there's many reasons why that fear is there, whether there is an awkwardness in transitioning to that point. Because it is like, listen, at a certain point, you're kind of talking niceties. Hey, who won the game last night? What have you? You're addressing the items. And then to your point, it's like getting that ball to the one yard just, line. 
you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get, cross over. You gotta cross Just cross over. over. You're there. <laughs> At that point, it is fair to ask, does this sound good? I believe I've addressed anything. Are there any other concerns? If not, here are the next steps moving forward. I think, okay. you know, going back to the, the, the fear side of things, it's, it's also repetition, right? Like if right. you are new to it, that first sale is going to feel amazing. You probably, you know, you go through the sophomore mall blues, right? That's mm-hmm. what they say in hockey, right? So you have a dip. Like, it's going to happen. You're not yeah. going to get the next one probably for a little bit until you get that next one. And, and then it's just not giving up on what you're doing, yeah. right? So you got to fight the fear. And the way you fight the fear is by just doing it more and more, more and more, right. Right? right? And at some point, you'll figure out that secret sauce and off you go to the races. Then you become consistent, right? So, so you sh- have your ups and downs, but... Shameless plug. I got to, I got to, so to me, like I, I'm thinking, you know, financing has got to be the, like the number one tool in my mind. Like, so if I think about it, right, objection handling, biggest concern is I, the two biggest concerns that I can think of, you guys keep me honest here, are price yep. and like quality of the product or getting yep. the product that I want for the price, Correct. right? And so for me, like, you know, if you're kind of green going into this and you're like, man, I'm asking for like $10,000, I'm asking like for a $15,000 commitment here and my customer's not getting the product that they want, well, here's a, like a perfect solution for you, which is, you know, a happier customer because they get the product that they want and now they're able to do it within their budget. You're bang on, Jake. In the car industry, like no one says it's $70,000 or $50,000. That's right. That's right. Like, no, no. Now a weekly price, right? Now I would now it's weekly. Yeah, like yeah. I would be like, holy crap! Like yeah. seventy. Th- I don't have seventy grand, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's the same. Like there's certain jobs that we get on our side that are finance that are fifty, sixty, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars, right? Like, I, I I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a hundred grand just <laughs> yeah. laying around to yeah. do I don't know home renovations, right? So. It's, it's breaking that down and just being like, hey, this is 150 bucks a month, mm-hmm. right? Like start with it. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You're going to have to present the total price anyways. Mm-hmm. It No one's buying without you showing that. Same in the car industry. You look at the price at the bottom, but you don't care about that at that point because you're like, oh, I can afford a thousand bucks or whatever it is per month, right? right. So it's it's getting into that to, to then compensate for that fear of, you know, presenting 10,000 or 15,000 or $30,000 quote. That's right. Just break it down. Just make it easy for yourself. It's right there. It's available. Yep. Yep. The, you know, the other couple other things, right? Like fear in of itself is just funny sometimes because it's somewhat irrational, right? You know, it, it's, you know, I've talked to people who have such a fear where they think that like, this sounds nuts, but they're going to be scolded by the customer. Like there's no, actually this, <laughs> they're just not going to buy. Yeah. There's like, this like, yeah. Like just this fear of just, this is what we do by, you know, in human nature. And we say, we expect the worst, man. Like you, what is the expect worst? Expect the worst. And the worst is literally the word. No, right. like that is it. Like they're not, and, and you've heard it all your life. <laughs> yeah. We so. li- listen. I, I believe, you know, that the stat out there is by the age of 10, We've heard the word no 10,000 times. Right. And so, again, that's why it becomes just such a default defense. And again, that's why I go back to is understanding why they're saying no, which is really anticipate the uh, objection before it becomes an objection. It's funny because I'll talk to people and they're like, I offer financing all the time. But then you really have to zoom in on this. Right. Like I wouldn't say to a, you know, just a golfer, like, yeah, just strain your you know, right arm and you're going to hit. You're like, no, there's more into the mechanics of a swing than just a blanket statement saying, hey, I will just start offering financing isn't enough to kind of 
potentially overcome the objection. You've got to have a game plan. You got to have a game plan. Are you saying, hey, it's going to be, you know, the, the, great, the spa is going to run you about $15,000, but then we have monthly payment options. A lot of people say, see, I talked about it. No, 15,000. Like, that is tattooed in my brain. Yep. And I'm just thinking of 15,000. And I'm thinking of all the other things in the world I can do with $15,000 versus breaking it down, which is, hey, this is a payment of $110 a month. Yeah. And that changes that. That's the mechanics piece, right? Now, if that customer says, oh, monthly payment, that's interest, like, or that's financing, they start asking questions on that. Again, know your product, know what your abilities are to offer. Uh, and if they say to you, well, hey, like, I don't want to do monthly payments. I just want to pay for it cash. Great. I'm Take pretty sure cash. that's a totally. buying sign Take right the there. Cash. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's a buying sign. You're closing that deal. At that, that point, yeah. just put that Close contract the deal. Or Close, Close the deal. Close the deal. So it, it's, again, it's the, it's the holistic approach from it, kind of from multiple angles. It comes down to belief in it and then the practice and knowing your product, knowing your objections. And if you can know your objections and how to handle the objections, what will happen immediately is you will start seeing better conversion ratios. Your perceived fear will start going down because you've anticipated that objection. So again, once you prepare for that, you know, proper prep preparation will result in this dropping of fear, this kind of ease it. And again, what you'll see is that comfort level come across to that customer. They'll, they'll see that in that as well. But it is practice. It's knowing your product. It's knowing those objections. And then it's what do you have in your toolkit that you've prepared yourself to overcome those objections. And sometimes there is none. It's just, hey, like this is our price and we're unapologetic about it. You are backed by a you know, brand name organization. We stand behind our warranties. We stand behind, you know, whatever those things are to justify that price. Yeah. And you just, it, it becomes less being kind of fearful and more defiant in a sense where you're like, doesn't matter. I know what I got. What I have is value. I and believe in it. I know it, believe, it adds value to you. I've addressed your concerns. And if I can't, so be it. We, we can't all be Apple trading. Well, at, you, you know, can't, you can't win them all either. So exactly. It, it's just understanding you're not going to win them all. Uh, as long as you have that batting average that makes sense and you're making, you know, you're making good income. That's, that's how you do it. The fear stuff is, it's normal. Obviously, it's normal. But it's also normal to get that no and be okay with that as well. Keep refining your pitch. Keep educating yourself on products right? Like yeah. that you're selling. Like it's, it, it's, it's, it's critical to do that because you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again because at some point, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. You have to keep evolving, right? And that sales is all about that. Like products keep changing, right? You have to understand what that new feature is on that furnace or the window or whatever it is, right? Like it, you have to keep evolving from that aspect and keep learning from your previous sales or non-sales that mm -hmm. you've done, right? Yeah. And keep evolving. So <laughs> along the, the line of leadership who would be listening to this, I can't stress the importance of sales leadership to get out and you have to make time to inspect what you expect. Uh, you know, for us here, we are on a lot of calls with dealers and our reps and we're listening to those conversations. Sometimes we're having conversations with the dealer system themselves. But I know with a lot of our leaders, they go on calls with the reps right. so that you can triage any concerns right there and then. That also needs to be brought up in your monthly or weekly, hopefully weekly or bi-weekly, uh, whatever your frequency is in your huddle-ups with your team members, because you know what your inputs are and you know what your outputs are. So that was really the main one I wanted to drive there in terms of just an additional piece. 
you know, for the for the reps yourselves, dissecting the nose and understanding how you can perform better, which again will eliminate fear. And for leadership, you just can't leave your team out there without a you know a life coach. You have yeah. to get out there and you have to watch what they're doing, observe what they're doing, and be able to provide support and guidance on how they can overcome some of those challenges. And sometimes it is fear. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if I put myself in the shoes of a dealer and I'm the principal and I've got some salesperson who I think really has what it takes to be successful, but I'm worried about their debilitating fear, you know, to me, if I'm them, that's the perfect opportunity for me to say, Hey, here's a tool that you can use that does a couple of things. One, it's going to get more yeses at the kitchen table, which means you're going to get more money in your pocket. And me as the principal or the manager is going to, you know, generate more revenue for my company or for me. Right. And at the same time, you're going to get a happier customer, you know? So, so if I'm the, if I'm the principal, you know, to me, this has got to be one of the major things that I focus on. You know, if I've got somebody who I know is going to be fearful walking into that home, you know, the holy grail for me is a happy customer with an optimized average ticket, right? Like that's the holy grail. How do I get right. the most on that ticket and make sure that this the customer is happy. super happy, yeah, right? Agreed. And that's also going to make your salesperson happier well, as well, right? Make more money. That's right. They're going to make more money and they're going to have an interaction with a Correct. customer who's like, super happy and excited to make this sale. So to me, that's how you start creating the behavior that yeah. you want, right? Is is driving more revenue for the company, putting more money in the salesperson's pocket and getting more, uh, getting happier, happier customers. customers. Yeah. yeah. Always think top down, right? Everything from the people you're bringing in to what you're establishing with them when you bring them in, in terms of belief in it. And then looking at the tools you can provide to support them and to reps looking at the tools that they can leverage to support them as well. And then that to me is really how you start combating fear and then how you can start really making meaningful impacts to reduce that, that fear in your team. Awesome. Thanks fellas. So a few updates here. We recently launched the great Canadian dealer showdown program an incentive program designed for you, our valued dealer to help you put more money in the pockets of your salespeople. There is $31,000 up for grabs. We're giving away cash every single month. It runs until the end of December. If you don't know about it, shoot me an email at jwatson at snapfinancial.com or talk to your BDM. If you have any feedback or questions about today's episode or suggestions for future episodes, again, just get in touch with me. I'd be happy to chat with you about that further. And we also launched our first marketing insights report. So if you're interested in kind of what's happening in the digital landscape in your specific vertical, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me. There's a ton of information. It is jam-packed with information around the digital landscape. All right, guys, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. Appreciate it, fellas. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.